So my parents spoke with me in Hebrew when I was like, since I was born, but Panama, it's a Spanish speaking country and my school is an English speaking school. So that's how. <laughs> okay. I get, so did you... I get confused a lot. Like okay, I have. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. In my house, we, we like, we can't complete a single sentence in one language. <laughs> it got really <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another one of our convos. Today, joining us is another very special guest, Yael Dano. I believe I got that right. right. You did. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here, even if it's on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunately kind of become the, you know, the way of the world now. Yeah, it did. Yesterday I was in my first uh, Zoom with a friend since 2020. So it was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Since 2020. Yeah, since 2020. All right. Well, obviously we're here because you have some new music that came out, new album. Um, Got a lot of things going on with your career and otherwise. And we're going to kind of discuss all that. But before we get into that, we always want to ask kind of a much background, kind of give people a little insight into who you are as a person, as an artist. So kind of like, can you speak to kind of like your, your background, your upbringing and how you kind of got into music? Yeah. So I actually started singing when I was eight years old. I remember there was this like school talent show and I was snooping through my mom's phone and I saw that someone sent in like, oh, there's auditions. And I was like, mom, I think I want to audition just because I wanted to do some sort of competition. And I was like, that same day I decided I was going to sing and I practiced like for six hours with a house computer and I auditioned with like, let it go from frozen. Okay. Yeah. I got in and it was my first, like, it was quite a big show for, for a school thing. And I remember that as soon as I got on, like, I was so nervous, but as soon as I was on stage, I was like, wow, like, I love this feeling. Um, and after, after that show, I was like, I want to keep singing. I want to get like a, a coach and start doing this. And I started taking like vocal lessons since I was eight years old. And I had this like purple journal diary where I would write like stupid songs when I was very young. And I went to my music teacher and I was like, Hey, I want to sing. And that's how it like, um, he introduced me to some like festivals in Panama. And I started performing when I was like nine and something called Luna Ena de Tambores, which is like a big drum circle. And I remember my first show, there were like 4,000 people. And he was like, you can, like, if you don't want to do it, it's okay. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And that's how I started performing. I started um, in musical theater when I was 10 years old. And I did like four um, productions here in Panama. And then things actually started, like my life sort of changed when I was 13 because I auditioned. I went to visit my family in the summer of 2018. And my dad found out through his friend auditions for Israel's Got Talent. And he asked me like, oh, yeah, there's audition. Do you want to do it? And I was like, of course I want to do it. This is crazy. And we called them and they said they had one last audition. Um, So it was like 
like two days after the call and I had to sing like in front of the producers, like seven songs, I prepared three and they're like, okay, you do this, you do this. And then they said that they wanted me in the show. So I had to come back to Israel that year, like twice. And then in January, 2019, I won the show. So that was like the moment where I realized like, I want to start releasing my own music. Um, like I, I love, like, I love the performing. I love doing the covers, but it's time for me to release what I write too. So that's how it kind of started. And then I, I started like doing more performances here in Panama, opening concerts and other festivals. So that was pretty much how it all started. Okay. So you have like a wide spanning kind of career already because thinking in Israel and Panama and kind of going back to like, you were born in Panama, born and raised in Panama, correct? Yes, I still live here for now. Okay. Right now. <laughs> and then you ended up going to Israel just to visit, to visit family, to... Exactly. It was pretty much like, that was the moment where I was like, is this really a coincidence? Like, it was very exciting, the whole journey. Okay. And did you have to sing in Hebrew or English or did it, did it really matter? So it... Like for the show, it didn't really matter. I do sing mostly in English, like my songs and I, I write in English. Um, but I also like in the show, they did ask me to sing like songs in Spanish and Hebrew. So it's pretty fun because I also got to sort of explore um, the, the, the three languages in the show. And today, like sort of like I I, I think it's so interesting how also in my music it was so important for me to at least have a few elements of my like my cultural hmm. background so like you started at eight so how did you like first kind of get into music was your household just a very musical place it was a kind of where you got your influences and what kind of made you want to go down this road well i remember that i used to watch a lot of like TV shows that are music schools and sort of like a lot of YouTube singing, everything. And I remember my, my mom used like, we used to, to listen a lot to Aretha Franklin. Like she's our it's a good one. Icon. Um, I remember that in the car, we would always sing Aretha and Ray Charles and my dad used to listen a lot to rap also. Um, and also music in Hebrew. So it was like, it was very different genres. Like my mom, and my dad listened to very different, had very different tastes. Um, but it was sort of like, I would listen to music a lot, even because I started off as like, I started in ballet. So there was also, when I was like three years old, I started first like dancing before I started singing. And it was also a lot of music and like rhythm and everything. And it's sort of like, even if like, I still dance, but I don't take it like competitively as I used to. So all of that, like, music that I grew up with sort of shaped my music style nowadays. Yeah. So who would you say, like, obviously Aretha's big influence, who would you say like some of the other artists that have been a big influence on like you and your music and how you kind of create? So when I was younger, I also, a big influence was Adele. For me, it was all about like the big vocal, um, at, like the, the control and everything. And today I, actually listen to every genre. I have a month for every, like 
<laughs> I choose one and I obsess with a playlist and that's it. So um, I think I listened a lot to at the at when Olivia Rodrigo released her album, I used to stream a lot. Today I listen a lot to Lofi or Loive, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um I also took some influences from like wait, can you hear me or am I yeah. frozen? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and pretty much I at some point I listened a lot to Ariana. Um, so it, it pretty much changes mm-hmm. throughout every month. I feel like I like to listen to different, really different genres, including Rosalia is one of my biggest influences, even though it's not like, for me, it's like how she took her background, the flamenco, and she made it her own like pop reggaeton thing. It's, I think is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, especially nowadays with a lot of people and, uh, from this generation kind of come up, I, I think like everybody's exposed to so much different music and all these different genres that there isn't like one lane I think most people are kind of in and think that it's coming out in like a lot of music these days and now it's kind of an amalgamation of all these different sounds. Is that something you kind of try to do with the music that you produce is trying to bring all your differing and favorite influences and kind of create its own thing? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's like figuring out like I like to listen to this, this, and this. So in my head, it just makes sense to sort of put all these genres together and make sort of my my music style, calling it what I like to listen to at the moment, sort of like having that, like I definitely have sort of that indie pop hmm. vibe, but at the yeah. same time, I feel like every song has something else from my influences. Okay. And um kind of going back to like Israel's got talent. How was that experience? Um, how that kind of help you and shape you in your music and like exposure wise, what did it kind of do for you and, and people kind of getting more knowledge of who you are? That was, that was what gave me sort of the platform. I was, I think I was very like ex- exposed to social media since I was very young and I didn't understand it at the time. So I, I used to post before the show, like, covers on Instagram. I used to be very active, but I like I didn't understand how powerful that platform could be. And once I was on the show, um it really created like a really big like boom in the news in Panama, especially yeah. because it was like the Panamanian girl like yeah. in Israel. So it was like and I saw how my following went from like overnight sort of from 300 to 30,000 and obviously when you're 13 or 12 yeah. It didn't like it made no difference to me. Like I, I knew what was going on, but I didn't know how to like what was actually going on. <laughs> so it was amazing, but and it also allowed, even though it was like a lot of exposure, a lot of also going back to school after that was like this is so weird because people's like it, it's just like for example, my friends wouldn't. It would be like, oh, who does she think she is? And, uh, yeah. No, I didn't say anything. I just got back to the school. Like, so it there was a big um shift in like I feel like once I realize like more people are looking at what I'm doing, especially in my surroundings. So it was like, okay, this is this is real. Like people are looking at what I'm doing, and that's why I have to take advantage of it and release my own music and perform and, and use that platform for for good. Like yeah. for good stuff. So do you think like people's kind of perceptions changed or like shifted a little bit over you? Um, 
when you kind of got this newfound, I guess, social media exposure and whatnot? I feel like for, for people who know me, like who knew me well before that, it didn't. Like they, most of my friends tell me sometimes, like, even though I'm not like, like, obviously I'm a starting artist uh, in the industry and everything, but for them, like my friends tell me, I talked to you and I forgot you just released an album and I forget everything because I feel like yeah. there's the performer and then there's Yael who's just like very like, we talk about the weirdest stuff all day. And so for me, it's very important. Like I've never been, that's why sometimes people tell me, oh, how does it feel like? And I'm like, you you don't really feel it. Like you, you perform and you write your own songs, but you, if you get too sucked up into the social media world and the follows and the likes, I try not to look at it anymore. Okay. So did you have to like kind of change any way you go about posting and sharing on social media or did you have to like become more conscious of that as, as you know, you started to get this more recognition? I, I had to start posting more. It wasn't oh, okay. whatever I wanted to post, but it was just having that sort of consistency and understanding from a very young age, like the power that social media has on people, like how, how important it is to post TikToks and reels and well, that's more new, but still it was like understanding that a post has a lot of power on people. And that's why I had to start being more consistent and understand why I was sort of posting what I was and how that could help my music at the time. So how did, like you having to juggle social media, you were doing the show you, and you're still going to school. So like kind of how you managed handling all this at such like a young age. So I've, the good thing is I've always been very like, I ha, if I do something, it's kind of a hundred percent. So I am a perfectionist, which is good and bad in this situation because it was like trying to find the balance. And it still is because I'm still haven't finished high school yet. And yeah, I go to school until 4 p.m. and then I do everything. So it is that sort of like finding like I always schedule things at least a week before having that, okay, this from this time frame to this time, I will study. And here I'll st- try to post on Instagram and record content. So it is sometimes exhausting, but it's finding the balance with everything and still like having that social time and going out with friends. And so it's finding everything. And I recently, I listened a lot to podcasts and I, I, heard something about something called like the triangle, which is success, sleep and, and work or studying. And it was like how you can only choose two at the two at a time. And for yeah. me, it was like, sometimes I have weeks where it's more like this week, I'm fully focused on music and sleep. And then next week, it's more work and school. And that's so it's sort of finding the balance and knowing when I should be doing more of like what I should be doing for mm. that week. What's my priori- priority for that week? Okay. And um, kind of like get into like your music. I mean, you started at eight and so young, like do you get those jitters? Did you have like any nervousness being on like this big show and doing all these performing in front of people or are you kind of like past that point? I always get nervous before a performance still, but I always say if I'm not nervous, it means something is wrong. So okay. I, I always have that sort of mentality. Like right now I just finished uh, eight shows for Mamma Mia. We had like this production and it was 
incredible. And even though I was very prepared and everything, I still got sort of like excited before every show. And when I'm not, I realize that it it's sort of, you need the adrenaline and you need to feel excited. And nowadays I feel it's less like, I'm not nervous, but it's more like that adrenaline that's like, this is why I do it. And as soon as I'm on the stage, like at the, in the show, like eight years ago, no, no, not the show, but when I was eight years old, I was sort of, I, I used to get nervous, but as soon as I started singing, I, I did feel sort of like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing what I love. So it's pretty like chill. Yeah. So you speak multiple languages. Have you always like been able to speak three or did you kind of like learn one and kind of, how'd you like, how'd you get so fluent in English and all these different languages? So my parents spoke with me in Hebrew when I was like, since I was born, but Panama, it's a Spanish speaking country and my school is an English speaking school. So that's how. <laughs> okay. I get, so did you... I get confused a lot. Like okay, I have. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. In my house, we, we like, we can't complete a single sentence in one language. <laughs> it got really <laughs> So, I mean, that's got to be kind of hard when it comes to songwriting, right? Because even though it's still songwriting and maybe it's just different words, there's also like different ways of expressing things and how they like convey those things. So like, do you have problems kind of songwriting sometimes or like, or like conveying what you want to in a certain language or have you kind of managed a way to, to figure that out? I think with songwriting, I don't feel that, that like, I can't say something in a specific language on the other, like for me, writing was always like, even in school, I loved writing and, and I feel that's the best way for me to ex like express what I'm thinking and feeling. Cause you can actually think about it before you say it. So it was interesting because after the show, I started writing English and Spanish at the same time. And I did realize like, it was, it was very interesting because you realize how, different the songwriting styles are for each language like hebrew is still a challenge for me like even when i when i'm speaking hebrew like it's so different and i've realized that and i always say like oh it's so annoying how for every language i sort of have a an accent like even when i speak spanish and i live here like there's always some sort of uh difference i mean when it comes to english from what i've heard so far is like you have like a really good kind of fluent expression like i wouldn't tell like oh she's from panama or she speaks all these different languages you know thank you so like i guess when it kind of in terms of like writing versus english and spanish or singing english versus spanish do you find one to be easier or do you find like one to be like more fun or, like are there like any differences that you personally personally find for yourself i personally like writing more in English just because it's it's easier for me to express exactly what I'm thinking and even with this album diary girl it's it's sort of like a compilation of pages from my diary so all these like these songs are pretty much very similar to some of these songs are very similar to what I wrote in my diary as to oh like sort of journaling like this happened today and this mm. and and I and all these diary songs like I wrote them in English in my diary. So oh. the way that I like the, the thought behind these songs were in English. So it was just easier for me to 
to write write them exactly yeah. how I wrote my diary. Okay. Um, I guess well, also when it comes to like Spanish is like I wouldn't say it's like a resurgence per se, but there's certainly like a Latin kind of wave and movement going on in music with artists like Carol G and Bad Bunny and even like Ariana Grande and Rosella, like you said, like that Spanish speaking, Spanish native music and sound and flair is certainly like kind of at the forefront of music at the moment. And like, is that something that you look to and like kind of want to like tap into as well? Or like, are you just kind of like proud, proud of like to see where things are? I actually, I like trying new things and Mm. I have released like six or four songs in Spanish already. So I do write in Spanish and I love it for this specific album. It was in English. Um, But for example, like Bad Bunny is one of my favorite artists. Like I love Bad Bunny and Rosalia are my top five artists. And he's one of the biggest artists in the world right now. He is. I, I saw him, his concert. He was insane. And for me, it was like, it's so incredible. And it makes me happy that Latin artists and music is like so popular right now. And people mm-hmm. are from all over the world are listening to Bad Bunny, Rosalia, Carol G. Like it, it does make me happy. And it's definitely something that I would like to also explore. Like I'm not, I feel because also I'm so young, there's so many things yeah. I could still try. Are there any uh, current like Panamanian artists that you like look to as peers or that you kind of look, get influences from or like kind of work with now? Yeah. So actually there's this um, new art. Well, not new. She's, I love her. She's right now in LA. She's called Sofia Valdez and she's an inspiration to me because she's, she sings in English. She's from Panama and she's, I think the first female artist in Panama that's singing in English and really like making it while singing in English and not necessarily Spanish. Mm. So she's definitely someone I look up to. Um, there's also Sitch, who's okay. a artist, and he's also making it all over uh, and performing in the U.S. as well. I, I'd say those are my top like two Panamanian artists that I really, really admire. There's many more, uh, but I can't remember now. Um, and I've also for this album for Diary Girl, I've been working with Tommy Torres, and he's been also like a mentor for for my songwriting. Um, I met him right before the pandemic started, so I used to also send him um, voice memos of my songs. And during the pandemic, I really took the time to just like write songs and write songs. And I I think that year I wrote like forty songs, and it was so all these. I feel like it's so important to have people like who are sort of mentors or people who I find as inspiration just because there's so much to learn from, from other people. I always mm-hmm. say like, you always have to be like, there's, you always have to be with people who you can learn something from. Yeah. So for me, it was pretty much that. And I think that's how like surrounding myself with good people who love what they're doing and are like mentors i feel that's that was very important for me and it still is so speaking about diary girl just came out uh, i believe it was like a week ago or something like that how's the response been so far to to the new project so it's actually been amazing i've been like excited for this whole entire week 
um, and got into four Spotify editorial playlists. So that was like, congrats. Thank you. It was very exciting. We all squealed. <laughs> They're like, yeah. And so it's been very exciting. And honestly, it's also for me, it was like, wow, like two years of work and it's finally out and people can already stream it. And for me, it was like such a, such an important part of my life. When I started writing these songs, I feel it's an introduction to who I am as an, as an artist and, and as a person. And I can see like throughout the, for me, it was very important, like the order of the songs while I released the mm -hmm. album and the way it's like, it starts in the last song and everything, it just makes so much sense to me and the way things happen in my, in my life, those two years. Um, so it, it, it does feel like at first it was like, wow, I'm, I'm exposing my diary and people and stories and everything. And I try to have the most like storytelling uh, songwriting to it. And there was one of these songs, which I was planning on not even releasing because it was so personal. Uh, but I felt like that's, that's the point. Being an artist is being yourself and sort of, like letting other people know and your, your audience, your list, the listeners that we have original experiences, but we all go through similar shit. Yeah. Like it's pretty much the same thing. So that was, it was at first I was nervous, but now I'm just so happy that I released all these songs and I wasn't like scared to, it was just, this is me and yeah. this is how, this is how it is. Okay. So this is your first album. Yes. You've put out correct. Yes, it's my first album. So kind of how was like the process of putting this together, um, putting together a full album versus like necessarily like just putting out songs and singles here and there. Like, how did you find that process? Um, what was kind of some of the difficulties that you like experienced like with your first album? So I started for, for this album, we released five of the songs as singles since June 2022. Um, so I had five of these songs out and three are new. So, and then we just wrapped them up in the album, but it was different because I was used to releasing like singles and here's a new song and here's, and this was like sitting and understanding sort of like, originally we didn't, it was going to be an EP. Then it extended to an album the last two months. Um, and it was sort of like, I think the challenge was patience. Like I, if there was something I learned was having a lot of patience and understanding like it's a process like it's not like a single that oh I recorded it and it's out and there's a lot of thought behind like the songs the concept the sound like making sure that it all makes sense even though mm -hmm. it's different stories or in different producers and co-songwriters and I feel like the the waiting one year before this, like the songs were ready, but I just had to be patient yeah. before we released them. So I feel that was like the biggest challenge, but also it did teach me a lot, like in my day to day life. Okay. So, I mean, you mentioned track, track sequencing and kind of the importance of that, which I'm happy to hear because I think like a lot of these newer artists, it's kind of like a lost art in terms of like sequencing and putting together like a, a sound and a full like project. So what was kind of like the point where you thought like, now is the time to put out an album versus, you know, like you said, an EP, because obviously for musicians, an album is kind of like a snapshot of 
this is this is where I am. This is this is something that you can like point to as a point in somebody's career. For me, it was like I I was I released singles for three years and I was like, I'm ready for an EP. For me, it was like, I'm ready for an EP. I want to go to like that next step for releases. And I was recording more and more songs. And I just had this story in my head and how the things work. And I, and I told my manager, I remember I was like, this isn't like, I have to add these two, three more songs because it makes sense. Like that's how I feel like that was a chapter in my life. And if it, I didn't release it together and I, I waited a few more months and for a different album release or EP, it wouldn't make sense. And even though, yes, maybe only I can hear it at, at the moment, I feel like because it it was this one chapter of my life, I felt like that's why it had to become an album. And these songs were sort of like, I had to release them so I could start with my next project and my new sort of concept. And that's what I, I did. I started already working on, on the next EP. Um, so it's, it's been really cool to be honest. Okay. And like, like you said, your songwriting is very personal. You very vulnerable on here. And like, you speak from like very personal experiences and whatnot. And like, you know, when I first approached, I'm like 17, like, you know, what could she possibly be like, you know, singing and writing about, you know, like what experiences she has. But upon listening to it, like you really do provide like that personal touch and feel that like you can re relate to everything that you're kind of saying. So like, what was your process into like getting to that point? Because it's not an easy thing to do in like songwriting and whatnot and to like just open yourself up like that. It was actually when I started the first the first song that I wrote for this album, which was 90 Days, and it's it's the focus track. And I remember this song I wrote with with Tommy Torres. And I remember we had a session and we just spoke for four hours. And I was like, okay. I was we were in his studio and I was like, it was like, okay, yeah, tell me about your life. Like, and I was like, what what should I, where should I start? And and then we started talking and and I started talking to him about at the time, like my first relationship and how I was scared and that I gave it a month trial. And that's how we were like, a month trial, so. <laughs> yeah. that's how we went. Oh, 90 days or you get like the 90 day trial. Yeah. That's how we sort of like, I was so used to writing so metaphorically, like trying not to reveal too much. Like I was scared. And Tommy pushed me in that session to be, as none, but like no, almost no metaphors and be so like honest with everything. Like, so I remember like every time I said something, I was like, no, let's scratch that out and make it even more personal and more like what, what's happening, like exactly. And how like the conversations and, and then like, that was April, 2021. We, we, we wrote and recorded that song. And then summer 20, uh, Summer, summer 2021, which was, oh, yeah, it was a few months after I wrote Summer Fling, which was like the most specific diary song I've ever written in my life, like with specific places, names and everything. So it was definitely like at first I was like, how, how like, why am I doing this? This is so scary. And then I was like, it's actually fun. Like I, I saw the Taylor Swift interview and someone asked her, like, why would it? Why would guys date you if they know that you're going to write songs about them? And she was like, well, so they won't do like, 
they better learn like <laughs> they better learn from what they're doing so it was like sort of there's nothing wrong in, in being so personal I think that's why people connect to these artists because they they're honest with their audience and they're honest with how they're feeling and it was sort of also like a an emotional discovery like for me it was always hard to to show vulnerability and the only moments where I would would be when I was writing songs so that was I think that's how I discovered that that's what I'm supposed to do sort of okay yeah I was going to bring up Taylor Swift because obviously she has very personal songwriting especially with like when it comes to like her relationships and and you know it's created a lot of conversation about her personal life as well so like I also wonder like so personal so direct like did you get any messages like so uh I heard your album you know like from from past, you know, experiences and relationships and people in your life? I did. I actually did. <laughs> like, I remember one of them said, like, hey, like, this song is about me, right? And I was like, yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> so it's, it's been funny. Or moms also. So it's because we live, like, in a town and everyone knows everything. So yeah. it was also very funny to me because people knew exactly what I was talking about. Um. <laughs> And so, yeah, that was, it was very funny, to be honest. Okay. So, you know, you get in the rumor mill and you're in your, in your city, your town going with the, with the album. So I thought it was cool. So um, <laughs> kind of what are like some of your favorite songs off of the project and like what's something that you like gravitate to towards the most? I really love 90 Days um, because it's like, it's the first song that we wrote and it means a lot to me. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's relatable to everyone and reading like as soon as I posted 90 days and Tommy posted it, it was like seeing everyone's comments to it. Like, Oh, I'm, I, I regret not dating my best friend at the time, or I wish I could go back and after 90 days, go back to the friendship and understanding how like so many people feel that way. It was like a song that I, I really connect to and I really love hostage um, I feel like it, it's a very different vibe. It's the intro to the album and it's more electronic, more dark. I feel like that's the most metaphoric song for the whole album. And um, we've all been sort of hostages of some sort of situation or reality, not necessarily with people, but also in our, I don't know, maybe in a, a toxic situation at home or at work. And I feel like Hostage is a very um, powerful and, and dark song at the same time. So I, I really love that one. And I also, for Hostage, I, I like I wrote it uh, alone in the piano. And when I went to the to Shai, the producer, I was like, hey, Shai, let's let's change this and make it a instead of a piano thing, like go more electronic, go dark. And it was the first track that we like co-produced. So that was also like a, a different experience. I feel like every song has like it's at some point every song was my favorite song but for for now i think it's 90 days and, and hostage okay yeah i like 90 days a lot um i think bum also stood out to me because it's like very folky and like very different than everything else you're doing i was like okay i like this this little change up and switch up you know going on here yeah, fomo was very fun and, and i don't know if you got to watch the music video but um, I decided because it was fear of missing out and it was about my friends and everything. I, that was the second song I released as a single. 
And we did like for the music video, I called my friends. I was like, there's no more honest way of, of doing it with than with my friends. So we, it was very like the whole process for, for FOMO was very interesting because it was like actually having that feeling of, Oh, like when I have, when I go and, and travel to like for recordings or summers and, and like my friends are yeah. at the beach together. And so it was very also like impacting for me to write that song and the whole, the whole process for it. So I'm happy you like it. And it's also like folkish and I love listening to, to folk, to be honest. Okay. So album out, um, any other plans like future like for the rollout, uh, shows, tours, possibly like anything, anything planned? So we're planning a concert in May here for the, the diary girl launch. And so right now we're like planning that and having like this very cool concept. And I'm also working on the next EP I, and I worked for, I worked in in london in january with sasha scarbeck and that was okay. an incredible experience um he like he did songs with lana del rey adele and those are one of like my top artists so it was an incredible experience the whole sort of i don't want to get into it a lot because we're in diary mm. girl but it was also like a self-discovery ep i feel okay so um you also mentioned that you like you like dancing uh doing any possible acting because, you know, a lot of these comparisons and artists that you like, they're also like kind of triple threats. Like, is that something that you find yourself possibly going to in the future? Yes, I actually, I, I've been acting since I was 10. So I, I love the acting and the dancing and, and musicals. I'm not a theater kid, but I do a lot of musicals. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I just finished also that the Mama Mia production. I was, I got okay. to play Jonathan. it was, really fun dancing, acting, singing. Um, I also did uh, the Adams family. I got to play Wednesday. And so I really love the whole acting thing and the dancing. And I was also like, I feel like my next goals would be at some point film. Uh, I did take a few like film acting courses. Um, and I definitely love to do that. All right. So that I mean you're really the triple threat like i was mentioning and um 17 you know such a young age it's impressive to see like what you're able to accomplish so far and like you have so much time and years ahead of you like what are your goals you know post-graduation college okay. i want to study um and i'm also i i'm a i'm a big nerd i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like for me like i knew I've always like, I'm a very like dedicated for music and acting, but also school. Like I feel it goes sort of, for me, it was, yes, there's some points where music is my priority more than school, but I've never sort of like ditched that. I, I've always loved reading and everything. So I definitely want to go to college and study um, in New York, actually. Okay. Uh, so hopefully I'll be there in next year. You don't think uh, there might be some point where it's like musically you get to a point where it's like, okay, you have to make a choice school or just full-time musician. Well, I'm guessing that that's the dream, like uh-huh. <laughs> reaching that point where it's like, oh, wow, you're, you're so successful that you, you can tour and like do college later. But 
obviously like for now it is college and it is studying and if something like goes very right then i would love to tour and and perform okay and um what would you study what what would you study i would love to to study production and sound engineering okay and something in in business like have that double major that quite contrasting from like the music like strategic management all right i mean that that'd be very smart for a music uh, musician to kind of learn that side of things too so you're definitely thinking ahead you're definitely thinking ahead i think you have like a bright future and uh diary girl i think is a very good very great project um especially for somebody 17 and to put it out and you know um thanks for joining us and you know everybody watching go stream diary girl Yes, go stream diary girl. Thank you so much for the interview. Yeah, no problem. And uh, you know, maybe we'll check again later on down the line with uh, other stuff you have. Definitely. Thank you so much for the support. <laughs>